Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. And the opening bell is brought to you by SCI. Imagine a global operating platform designed to deliver a differentiated and technologically rich investor experience. Find out how SCI can help you succeed at SCIC.com slash imagine. Stocks are higher at the open. The S&P 500 up six tenths percent or 12 points to 2002. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up half a percent or seven. Uh, 79 points to 17,074. The Nasdaq's up 1% or 48 points to 4710. 10-year Treasury, little change. Yield 1.93%. Yield on the two-year, 0.94%. NYMEX crude oil up 2.3% or 86 cents to 38.70 a barrel. COMEX gold is down 4 tenths percent or $5.70 to 12.66.90 an ounce. The euro, $1.1119 and the yen, 113.64. Tom and Mike. Karamaska, thank you very much. Well, those of you who uh, listen to this program regularly, and you know who you are, uh, know that we have spent a lot of time talking about productivity and why it is so low and uh, what the consequences for the economy and for uh, standards of living are. One of the questions that continually comes up is, are we mismeasuring productivity because we're in an age of uh, rapidly changing technology? Uh, Chad Severson is a professor at the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, and he's done an unusual thing. He's looked at the data, and uh, you find shocking. Only a, Chicago can do that. In a, in a new in a new paper, the data do not support the idea that we are mismeasuring productivity. Yes, that seems to be the case in several different directions. Well, tell us about what you found. So uh, I looked at a few things. Um, first is uh, what you see across several, a couple dozen countries is the pattern is the same. So there was a productivity slowdown that happened right around 2004, and uh, there is no relationship between the size of the productivity slowdown in a country and how IT-intensive that country's economy is whether measured on the production side, which is, you know, what fraction of the economy is accounted for by production of uh, IT-related goods, or on the consumption side, so it's measured by, for example, broadband penetration. You, you just don't see a relationship between technology and the size of the productivity slowdown, which is exactly what you would expect if, if mismeasurement is causing the, the productivity slow, the measured productivity slowdown in that case. And then you can look at things a couple other ways, too. If you people have tried to go measure uh, in different settings, you know, how much uh, the uh, how much people view the uh, benefits from from uh, information technologies, uh, things like basically trying to value what Facebook and Google and all that are worth to people. And even if you take the high end of those numbers, you can't explain anywhere near the amount right. of output that's been lost by the productivity slowdown. I mean, that's, that's a useful thing to remember here. What we're trying to explain is about $3 trillion a year of missing output. So if you're going to say, look, we're just 
productivity slow down only because we're mismeasuring it, that's kind of the target you, right. you should have in mind. You, you, your work is, first of all, we're thrilled to have you on. And, and the, the, again, looking at the data is to be kind of helpful. What's so powerful about your work, Professor, is you go back. I mean, Krosner was in Chicago in 1947 when John Kendrick did his study on electrification. And the bottom yeah. line is it's just history repeating itself, right? Uh, that's right. So uh, if you look at what happened during the electrification, the portable power era, you see a strikingly similar uh, pattern in productivity growth. There was a slow period of about a quarter century. People were saying, well, we have these great new technologies. Yeah. Where's the productivity? Then it sped up, then it slowed down again. Now we're waiting for that next speed up. That has not happened yet. We're in that, we're in the, we've been in the slowdown since 2004. And this is similar to what happened with the adoption of electricity, but eventually we saw electricity really contribute to productivity gains. We, that's true. There was a second wave of productivity growth with electrification. Uh, we're waiting for that with with IT and the technologies we have today, but as hopeful as some folks are that it's happened and we're just not measuring it, um, right. again, like I said, it's just when you take a closer look at the data, it does not seem to be there yet. We've had a lot of uh, discussions on this. Of course, it is the national question. And, Professor, if you're just joining us, uh, folks, this is an important discussion on productivity with all with Mario Draghi uh, yesterday. Chad Syverson at uh, Chicago Booth uh, with important research. Um, capital dynamics, labor dynamics, Dominic Constam at Deutsche Bank is adamant that investment is actually pretty good. It's just there's a wall of labor coming in, creating a lot of inefficiencies. Give us the dynamic right now, away from the IT analysis, of what capital and what labor are doing. Well, it's certainly true that, you know, if you invest more and you for a given size labor force, you should expect labor productivity to go up. And by a lot of metrics, uh, capital investment seems to have been lagging for several years. We seem to be behind on on uh, housing investment for perhaps obvious reasons. On public investment, there's just been maybe a lack of putting capital into place. Now we've got new workers coming into the economy or back into the labor force, sorry, all those things are going to tend to lean against productivity in, in the short run, at least. Uh, but then again, you know, this slowdown started even before the, the crisis. So we're talking about not just short-run trends. We're talking about longer-run trends here that are operating at the same time. I, I, I look at productivity then, and, you know, in every textbook, and this is true at Chicago or any other school, there's this thing called total, total factor productivity. It's basically, folks, the, the noise off the right-hand side of the equation. How, how are we doing with our technological progress? How do you fold that in to this equal comparison of electrification and IT? Yeah, that's a great question. So basically, labor productivity comes from two things. One is capital investment, which we just talked about, and the second thing is total factor productivity. Both of those have been slow during this labor productivity slowdown. So we were just mentioning that capital investment's been on the slow side, but it's not just that. Uh, total factor productivity, which is kind of, you know, for people to imagine what's going on, it's, it's technological progress, for lack of a better term. You know, the more output you're going to get from the same amount of inputs. That is also slowed with similar timing to the labor productivity slowdown. So it seems that both of these things seem to be driving the slowdown. 
it was the expansion of total factor productivity in the in the late 90s that got us the last productivity boost from 95 to 2004 the same thing happened with electrification a lot of that was total factor productivity as well Chad Severson is with us from the Chicago Boost School. We'll ca- continue our conversation about yeah, let's do that. Um, productivity and uh, whether or not uh, our bosses are really measuring what Tom and I do uh, effectively. Well, we know we're not productive. I mean, Michael Barr is the only reason productivity advances at Bloomberg Surveillance. Oh, I'm going to uh, keep the illusion going. Keep the illusion. <laughs> They're very good. That's very British of you. Michael Barr with a money illusion segue, segue there into productivity. Seriously, folks, productivity, what they heat, whether we heard it from Chairman Green, Span or Chad Syverson, the heat of mystery and analysis right now on this strange economic soup is like I've never seen it. The mystery of where are we with the nation's efficiency is really front and center. And the Dow likes to be efficient right now, up 160 points, 17,153 on the Dow. The VIX in a full stick, 17.09. Good news, risk on for the markets. Now let's check in with Michael Barr. Got the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Ben Carson made it official. The former Republican presidential candidate announced his support this morning for Donald Trump. There are two different Donald Trumps. There's the one you see on the stage, and there's the one who's very uh, cerebral, sits there and considers things very carefully. Carson says he has buried the hatchet with Trump. Funeral services will begin later today for former First Lady Nancy Reagan. Four of the five living First Ladies will attend the funeral at the Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. About a 1,000 guests have been invited, including former President George W. Bush. It will be the first New Jersey transit strike in three decades if they do not come to an agreement soon. Union workers for one of the busiest commuter railroads have set an early Sunday deadline. A strike would strand tens of thousands of commuters in and out of Manhattan, New York. Some traffic experts say a work stoppage could cause 20-mile backups at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Michael Barr, that's so important. we got to sum that up. Likelihood Monday morning. Oh, it's going to be bad because the New Jersey transit officials are saying they can only get four out of ten transit people who take okay. the, uh, the rail worries to, to get in and out on the buses. A cut to the chase starting Sunday, Bloomberg Radio, for all of you in Bloomberg 1130 New York, and for that matter, around the nation that would like to follow this, an important uh, uh, moment for New Jersey. Look for that Monday morning, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Land Rover. Adventure is yours for the taking. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special lease and financing offers. Land Rover, above and beyond.